0: ESPN Honolulu brings you on point with Artie Wilson. Brought to you by Ultimate Innovations, Artie Wilson and Associates, Hawaii State Federal Credit Union, and the Kahala Clinic for Children and Family.
1: And welcome to the show. Happy Friday to everyone and. Thank goodness, Keegan, Tanner. All the guys are here making sure everything is connected correctly. I appreciate it. I was in here uh, just rapping on and nothing was happening. Thank you, guys. That's why you have tech guys, guys who know what's going on in production. Some of us, we just stand here and speak into this mic, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, we're lost. Anyway, welcome to the show. Hopefully, everybody's having a great week and looking forward to an outstanding weekend. We took a weekend off uh, last weekend, and the poor Phoenix Suns crashed and burned. I I won't take responsibility for it, but we will discuss it. Uh, maybe one of the most disappointing efforts that I have uh, seen for uh, an NBA. Finals situation, close to the finals, um, the the Suns collectively crashed. Not, I mean, it wasn't one player. It was everyone from Chris Paul to Devin Booker to the big fella to Crowder to Mikael Bridges. I mean, they just crashed, and. Very disappointed that that happened. Anyway, we're going to talk about that and all kinds of other things today. It should be a fun show. There, um, there's a lot going on, of course, with the Golden State Warriors playing against the surprising Mavs. And then you've got Boston and Miami. And that's always a, a competitive uh, match, uh, game, uh, series should be fun to watch that and see what develops there. But uh, we'll talk about that and a, a bunch of other things. You know, you realize, and, and I, I realized this after Chris Paul got bumped out of the playoffs, there are a lot of guys, there are a lot of guys who have never won an NBA championship who are great basketball players. I jokingly said that Charles Barkley needs to reserve seat 1A for Chris Paul because I don't know if he'll get back to uh, an opportunity that was better than this year for him to have a chance to get to the finals and also to win the championship. Um, But there have been a ton of players that have not... uh, and not won an NBA championship, and these are guys who were, who were great NBA players. I mean, there's been a ton, um, and, and we should probably, so that you understand it, we should probably go through that as we are into this show. We've got our first caller of the day. Let's go to the phones, talk to my good buddy Sean. What's up, Sean? How you doing?
2: doing
1: Artie? I'm doing great man, doing really good. How's
2: everything? Oh everything's everything's great, Artie. And uh I uh I I, I can't I can kinda of explain the Dallas and Phoenix thing, but it's uh it's hard to understand the uh the letdown
1: that they did. Yeah I I especially after the first Yeah. No I'm I'm uh to say I'm disappointed is an understatement. I'm uh, I'm almost disgusted at the lack of effort, and it was like they almost were resigned to the fact that they couldn't beat Matt, the Mavs in that game, and I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I never thought yeah. I'd see that.
2: And, and, you know, Artie, I couldn't help but not to think about game two in that series where Phoenix was just laying it on, Dallas at the end of that game, and they're kind of yucking it up. A lot of trash talking, and I thought, you know, don't wake up the sleeping giant because Luca is not somebody to mess with. That guy is for real.
1: Yeah, he's he's a player. Well, if you noticed, even the game against Golden State, when Steph, I don't know if you noticed that Steph hit a three, and he performed a an, uh, celebration, and you saw in the background. I played it back over and over again. You saw in the background, Luca, look at Steph in, in disgust. Like, okay, I, I'll remember that. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see. I mean, tonight's game, to me, is hugely important. Critical. No, big yeah.
2: time. And, and, and it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Dallas won the game. It would not surprise me at all. Yeah, I, like I, Last night, I, I wasn't surprised that Boston came back and won that game. But I think the game three for the Boston Miami series is critical for both teams.
1: Yes, I agree.
2: Whoever wins game three is in the driver's seat. That's how I look
1: at it. I totally agree with you. I always think that if you win on the if you're a visitor and you can win on on the opposition's court, the home court of the home team, um, that's a that's a real advantage. Um, to me, tonight the pressure is not on the Mavs the pressure is on Golden State.
2: Yeah, and I would concur with that. And, you know, what's kind of interesting is the last uh, game with Stephen Curry where he, for the first, and I didn't know that, that he had never led a playoff game where he led in all categories. I just automatically assumed that the guy who is the only guy being a unanimous MVP, He's done that he's achieved that but no he, he, that was the first time that he led in rebounds assists and scoring all, 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 all throughout the game yeah and that's was, pretty wow.
1: that's that's pretty remarkable and and he uh, he's on a mission right now it's just I, I'm not I'm not comfortable completely that that golden State can can prevail but i I feel pretty confident. I mean, I'm not comfortable. I'm not sitting back going, no problem, because I think the Mavs, Luca has the ability to go off, and if the, official, yep. if the officials call it where every time he gets bumped, he gets to the line, it's going to yeah. be a problem for Golden State because they're not that deep. No, no, they're
2: not. But uh, and it's not so much the, the depth. They don't have the size. They don't have the... I mean, Draymond Green plays way beyond his size. Luca is a big guy. People yeah. Keep, you know, that's the one thing they underestimate. And for a big guy, he moves well. Yeah. So he's not somebody. That, he's not just a freight train that comes running. He actually is savvy and, I, I you know, he's got to have the slowest step back three I know in the history of the game. But he never misses. Yeah, he gets <laughs> he gets
1: it off. He gets it off. Although I will say, um. As much as people I mean, if you're if you're Andrew Wiggins, you better you better have taken all your vitamins and and, and get ready, because tonight Luca's gonna come out and enough talk. I'm sure he's sick of hearing about how Andrew Wiggins has shut him down and, and did such an outstanding job. Tonight will be an incredible challenge for Wiggins. It'll be interesting to see yeah. if he steps up to the challenge. But it's not it's
2: not Luca's uh, party. The key to beating Dallas, it's the others. Keep them in check because Luca's going to get his. You got to you got to get to the point where just make it hard for him, but you know he's going to get his. It's the others. It's the other role players, the Bronson's. Those guys you can't let them get off.
1: Well, I you think, uh, Sean, Sean I, I think you can. I think you can let Luca get his thirty, and you can and you can let Brunson get his twenty, and then it's the other guys you don't want to get off. Yeah. Uh, the Maxi Cleavers, yeah. the, the, the Bullocks and, and the yeah. the Finney Smiths. Yeah. you don't want them to get off and get twenty or twenty five. If they just become normal average players, then then you're in good shape. Brunson has has shown an ability against everybody to get to the basket and at, you know, six foot, you know, two ten or whatever he is, he's pretty incredible with his physical strength yeah. and his ability to score. I didn't think he had that. But he clearly has it, and he's done it against everybody.
2: Yeah, and, and it's, it's the physical strength, Artie, that you, you put off. So they, they had this thing they talked about, the, the best players right now in the uh, playoffs. Who do you have as number one?
1: Who, the best players in the playoffs?
2: Let's still with the, the four teams right now. Who, who do you think is the best player that, you, that you've seen?
1: Well, God, that's a tough one for me. Jason Tatum. Uh I would go with Tatum. I would say Tatum Tatum would be in that discussion. Luca would be in that discussion. Jimmy Butler would be in that discussion. And you gotta put Steph in that discussion. Those four would be I think representative of the of the teams. Uh yeah, all, now,
3: all all, all, all four all four. Yeah, yeah. Now who,
1: who, who would you God, that's a tough one. Now, you, if you have those four—Steph, Jimmy Butler, Luca, and Tatum—who would you want to take that final shot?
2: Oh, it's, it's Steph Curry, no question in my
1: mind. You go Steph over over Tatum and Luca and Jimmy Butler.
2: Luca and, and Jimmy Butler. Oh, okay.
1: It's not even a question. Yeah. Right.
2: Uh, no, me to rank all four where I would put guys. Uh-huh. Number one, I would put Tatum. Number two, I put Steph. Number three would be Luca, and number four would be Jimmy Butler.
1: That's whoa, like. whoa, that's interesting. So you would go of those four, you would go, you would go Steph one. Oh Tatum one. Oh Tatum one. Tatum, Tatum, yeah. one yeah. Steph two.
2: two Luca. Luca three.
1: And Jimmy Butler.
2: And Jimmy Butler would be
1: four. Wow, Jimmy can't get any love. Jimmy, like Jimmy, say everybody sleeps on oh, me. Jimmy gets a
2: lot of love. Jimmy gets plenty of love. Jimmy's a great player, Artie. He's uh, he's done something in this playoffs that I didn't think was possible. Getting you know, five forty-point games. Yeah. And I didn't think he had that in him, and he's been amazing.
1: No but kidding. No.
2: no, no the, 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 don't think like between 1 and 4 is a big is difference. It, yeah,
1: it, it's, 1A, is it, it's more 1A, 1B, 1C.
2: Yes, yeah. absolutely. No, I got and you. It's more like that. And, and even that, it's not even alphabet. It's more like numerical, like 1.1, 1.2. 1.2.
1: Yeah, okay.
2: 1.2. I'm telling you, these guys, all four guys are extremely close in talent and ability to take over a game and, and lead their teams to victory.
1: All right, who do you have? Who do you who do you have coming out of the East after seeing one game apiece?
2: I'm going to go with Boston.
1: Okay, Sean, and you're taking. I, that okay. Boston,
2: I didn't think Boston would beat Milwaukee, but they did, and so that I tip my hat to Boston.
1: Okay, and who's coming out of the West?
2: I think if they play scratch, then I think it's Golden Golden State has the home court advantage, and that's a huge advantage. Yeah. If they scratch. Okay. If anybody, if if Dallas wins the home game, that's Dallas wins tonight. It's going to be very interesting series. I think the Golden State is in for a dogfight, yep. and then I could give them out better than just a punching chance. They can win it.
1: Yeah. Well, this game tonight for for the Golden State, I think, is beyond critical. This is this is yeah. this is a must-win game for Golden State because they, we've seen Golden State get blown, blown out of the water in these playoffs by 30 or 35 points when they didn't look like a world champion. So, so well, they, the they can't be beat.
2: Well, the funny part was I didn't take that much credibility with Game 1 between the, the Celtics and the uh, Heat because, you know, Smart wasn't there and Halford wasn't there. And even with Game 2, uh, you know, and, and I, saw, I saw what had happened, I mean, the thing that worries me is that, is Boston going to shoot 50% from the three-point line? Because that's what they did. Yeah. They shot nearly 50%, which is unheard of. Can they do that again? I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it was unbelievable. They, and it's not like the Heat were not playing defense. They were fighting. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, Well, Sean, I tell you what, it's going to be interesting. We've got to take a break. We've got commercials we're running up against right now. I appreciate your call. We'll talk about this and more as we move on, man. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk with you later. We'll be back with On Point right after this.
0: 92.7 FM at 1420 AM, ESPN Honolulu.
1: Welcome back to the show. Phone lines are open right now. 808-296-1420 is the number. 808-296-1420 is the number. A few guys, as I was thinking about guys who never won an NBA championship but have been thought of as being tremendous basketball players. Everybody knows Charles Barkley because Kenny... The Smith and Shaq constantly remind him, you're not a champion because you never won a championship. But there's been some, some others. John Stockton never won a championship. Carl Malone, the mailman, never won a championship. The current coach of the Brooklyn Nets, Steve Nash, who had a great career, a couple MVP seasons, never won a championship. Allen Iverson never won a championship. Reggie Miller hasn't won a champion or didn't win a championship. Doesn't have a chance to now. So there have been some great ones. We've got a couple callers on the line. Let's get Chemo on the line. What's up, Chemo?
3: Hey, Artie. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing outstanding. How are you?
3: I'm doing well, thank you. Good. So, um, this year's NBA playoffs has been incredible.
1: Yes, they have. So,
3: um, and what's really interesting to me and full, full disclosure, I'm about
1: And, and the the connection to Hawaii is his uncle Dwight holiday was one of the members of the fabulous five basketball teams and and the Dwight's brother uh, who is drew's father lived in Hawaii with Dwight back and went to I think Stevenson Elementary or intermediate really? whatever it is. yeah oh
3: my goodness
1: yeah so that, that's you know, I, didn't, the, I
3: didn't know about that
1: Connection, but maybe that's where he gets his toughness from. Yeah, because Dwight was tough, but Drew, Drew Holiday, he's a tough, he he's a is, tough, he, he is, and, and and you know when when I say and I constantly ask for somebody to have some dog in them and play with some toughness. Yep, he that's what I'm looking for. And not only is he a tough, but he's a nice guy. He's not a he's not a punk. He's a really good mm-hmm. guy. And he's a great teammate, but he's a great competitor, and guys respect him. You don't have to be a dirty player; he's a tough player, and he is determined to give you everything he has. And he's been—he was the only reason, in my opinion, that Milwaukee won the championship a, a year ago, it was because of Drew Holiday. He brings a certain toughness that that team didn't have, and every team needs to have somebody like that. Mil- uh, Boston has it in Marcus Smart same kind exactly. of guy and, it, and
3: it, 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 it's that same kind of player it, it's that it's that you know it's, it's the guy when when you, when you go to the park and play ball you're playing pickup yep. that's the one guy that you know is going he's going to be in the court for a long time yeah you want yeah every everybody he's gonna be the court.
1: you know if somebody has winners they're going to take their their three guys and they're going to pick up that one guy coming off the losing team if he was somebody like Draymond or or, or Marcus Smart or or Drew Holiday absolutely exactly
3: yeah exactly you know what i mean just just hard no player
1: yep no question all right okay. man well who who do you who do you have coming out of the the east i guess i shouldn't even ask you that if you're a boston guy so you're going
3: to take boston I, I, I think it's Celtics. Their, their, their makeup is good you know their dynamic is good um all
2: the way down the bench i know that he's got a coach has got a short leash and he's you know playing seven or eight
3: guys but their depth will eventually wear people down yeah um
1: I like that. Well, uh, I'm I'm partial. I'm partial to the Celtics because Ume, Damon Stoudamire, Aaron Miles, all those guys went to high schools and played in the same league that I grew up in in Portland, Oregon. So the Northeast Portland is represented in the the finals uh, with Boston because three of those coaches played in the league that I grew up and played in. So I'm I'm well, real they're partial they're then.
3: Well represented. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: And then, yeah. then Miami, Spostra, went to the University of Portland. So that, that's probably for a first when you'd have four coaches from a, a city in the championships, uh, the the East Championships, and they're all from Portland, Northeast Portland.
3: Wow. Well, you know, unfortunately for, for the, the, the Blazers, they're, you know, like, Unlike in the '70s when they had, you know, Maurice Lucas and Walton and all that, they they got to get their act back together. Yeah. they they got to find their identity again. They, they're lost. Yeah, they
1: are lost. They're it's lost gonna, gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Damon. I mean, uh, uh, Damian Lillard. Oh Lillard. yeah, yeah, because oh, he's yeah. coming back. I had no idea he had a stomach issue, uh, an abdomen problem for a couple years, and he finally got the surgery to take care of it. So we'll see if he comes back. Or, if, or if his best years are behind him, because he was he was a baller in, in his in his prime,
3: and and he didn't look right. He didn't look right this past year, almost like you know, as as much as Steph Curry is still at at the top, you know, we remember who he was and not necessarily who he how we is. This year. Yeah, you yeah, because he's still playing good, but he's not playing great right now. So. Yeah, yeah, no question.
1: All right, appreciate the phone call. Yeah. We've got a couple callers holding on. We have who Tony. Oh, let's go to Brandon real quick. Hey, Brandon, what's going on?
4: Good UH Ari. UH basketball. Yes, sir. Uh, when are we going to get the schedule?
1: I have no idea uh, when we're going to get the schedule, but I will check with the university and see if they put the schedule together. Uh, I'm not certain they have. I know we have the... The field for the Diamond Head Classic, but I don't know what their preseason schedule looks like, and we know what they're going to play in the Big West because they play everybody. So we know what 20 games we probably know 24 of the 30 games, so we'll have to get the other six or so games, but we'll have that for you within the next few weeks.
4: What do you think we're going to do since we got everybody coming back? No, we can't, but we don't
1: yeah that'd be great uh having jerome back it brings a, a a little bit no, of what
4: of, toughness of
1: yeah he brings a lot yeah, to the stuff. table we'll, we'll see i yeah. mean they're 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 returning a lot of people and they've they've gotten uh a, a big fella in uh and that's uh he's supposed oh, to be yeah, legit I
4: see him. I heard a- I heard good him. I've
1: heard I've heard some good things about them, too. But again, I reserve I reserve my opinions until I, I, until I, I can see be them Yeah, Hopefully it'll be better. Hopefully we'll be a more of a presence on the inside But you know if you look at the way our, our system is set here We play four out one in so the game is in for Hawaii. They play half-court basketball and they want to pass the ball around and try and they they really drive and kick, so go to the basket, is, kick it out for three. So we'll have to see how it, a, if they change.
4: Is uh, Samuta
1: going to be back, or he did he graduate? i um, is coming back from from the, the surgeries and hopefully the injuries. And Juan Munoz. Uh, and Juan Munoz will be back as well. Munoz. Both those guys were were very hopeful that they can come back and be at a hundred percent. Uh, coming back off of injuries, you just never know how the body responds. So we wish them nothing but the best. All right, Brandon. All right, Pre- appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Can we get Tony in here real quick? What's up, Tony? Thanks for holding on.
4: How are you already RDA? Uh, doing great. i I, I got I to gotta, I gotta tell you something. You know, I've been watching this, these playoffs, and the thing that really gets me are these blowouts. Yeah. You know, I I, I think it's really bad for NBA basketball. You know when, when can you imagine if you had punked down let's say a hundred and fifty dollars and you went to Miami last night and you sat in the, sat in the auditorium and you watched that game? you know about halfway through that game half the people went home? yeah,
1: yeah i do un- I do understand that. shocking i i am Shock? it's It's shocking to me that teams when they get down they they sometimes just roll over.
4: Right, it's like it's it's like the attitude. Oh, it's a seven game series. We'll get them tomorrow, and let me pick up my paycheck on the way out. Okay, and they play. And I saw that the night before. Also, when Golden State played Dallas, same almost the same kind of game. I think these these blowouts is bad for the game. I, I'm watching the game on TV. I turned it off. I can't
1: watch this anymore. Yeah, well, I, I understand what? it. I understand that that happens. Uh, it, to me, it's, uh, it's somewhat surprising that, that you you allow a team that go on you 14-0 know, and 0 run or 16-2 and two run, um, yes. g- that, that that happens as often as it's been, it's been happening in the playoffs. But I think we've seen the last of our big blowouts because I really believe that going forward now, all of these games will be competitive down the stretch. I just believe that after the first the first couple games, you're going to see now games three through seven are going to be real competitive.
4: I, I think that, in my opinion, this is still the COVID era, and I think we're going to go game to game, and you don't know who's going to show up in the games. Well, and that means you don't know what the depending on who's hurt and who's sick. Will determine
1: who wins the game. Yeah, well, we'll see. I, I, we'll see that. I mean, there, there is there is something to be said about uh, COVID and and the health and and the safety protocol, uh, because even it went so far as to affect uh, Steve Kerr as the coach, and then you have right. then you have Al Horford who was with Boston who was in it and he was able to get a, a double uh, negative results and was able to play so. That is going to be, that probably will be a factor going forward. You hope it doesn't come into play with one of the major stars um, uh-huh. that, you know, Tatum is down or, or Jimmy Butler is down or Steph Curry is down because of health and safety issues. Uh, but you never know. Injuries and the health and safety, all factors right now.
4: Right. Anyway, Artie, good talking to you. All, all right. Great-
1: Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Let's take another break. We'll be back with more on point right after this.
2: ESPN
1: Honolulu. Alright, welcome back to the show. There's something about James Brown. Who's that 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 just stands the test of time? I know for some of the young ones, you don't understand it, but James Brown. Papa did have a brand-new bag. Absolutely. Give us a call. two nine six fourteen twenty is the number. We've been talking mostly NBA basketball, but that's because it's in the midst of the conference finals, and we should talk that. But just going along, talking about guys who've never won championships, who have been great players, because... The failure of Chris Paul and his Phoenix Suns to get to the championship of the West after having the absolute best record in the NBA this season is a reminder that there have been some great NBA players that have never, ever won a championship. And there's a number of them still playing the game that have not won, i.e., Carmelo Anthony. Russ Westbrook, Damian Lillard, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, James Harden, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Derrick Rose. Think about it. There's, there's a number of guys Who are playing, and you would consider them the top some of the top players to have ever played. I mean, when you think about it, Reggie Miller, one of the greatest shooters to have played the game of basketball, never won a championship. People love Steve Nash and John Stockton. Oh, they were great guards. Hey, they were not great enough to take their teams to championships. The Iceman, George Gervin, arguably one of the best ever that had pizzazz and swag and everything else, never won a championship. Dominic Wilkins. I mean, that's, I mean, it's unbelievable. So think about it. There's a number of guys, so winning that that chip is, that's real. So people need to get off poor Charles Barkley because he's the one, he's the face of not winning a championship. And he uh, he constantly uh, is reminded of that by Shaq, And Kenny Smith. And that's hilarious to me. Anyway, give us a call. Um, Give us a call. 296-1420 is the number. I wasn't going to go there, but I will. The Kardashian curse. The Kardashian curse. Devin Booker is the recipient of the Kardashian curse. Because... He's dating one of the Kardashians, Kendall Jenner, and, uh, you know, everybody that has has been involved with some of the Kardashian girls have had some real issues. Uh, Tristan Thompson and and, uh, Chris, remember Chris Humphreys? Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys had two unbelievable seasons, and then he married Kim Kardashian and was married, I think 72 days, his life changed and his career crashed. I mean it it's almost comical uh how people talk about it and you know people make it out to be oh that's a that's a joke it's almost you know not real. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom, I mean mm. Lamar, an NBA champion, and he could not keep it together. Okay, um, Jordan Clarkson, he he was involved with them. Uh, Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin was involved. Uh, there's there's the allure of the Kardashians. I, I'd be running the other way. Sorry, that's just me. Anyway, 296-1420, I don't need to go down that road any longer. I'll get myself in trouble. I apologize. It's not meant to be anything but just the facts, just the facts. Give us a call at 296-1420 is the number. Um, Will the Phoenix Suns re-sign their big guy? And if they don't, where are they going to find somebody to play in the post for them? That is, to me, a huge question moving forward. Um, Will they sign... A big fella, and I'm I'm hopeful that they can find uh, somebody to mediate that situation uh, and get him back on board because I think he he plays the kind of game that they like and they need. He the people want to make him out to be the the guy who Monty had the issue with in the third quarter and set him down, didn't play him again, but he wasn't the only one that wasn't playing. And, and as a big, you got to get the ball passed to you. And I tend to agree with him. They didn't look to him as much as I thought they should uh, in that last game. But that's because I think they were all, everybody on the floor was shell-shocked. So we'll, we'll see if they if they re-sign uh, the big in Phoenix or if they go in another direction. Let me tell you, if they don't sign him, somebody else will, and will pay him big money. We've got Rob on the line. What's going on, Rob?
0: Hey, good morning, Artie. Good morning. Uh, Question for you about the three-point shot. Uh Uh-huh. So, with uh, Steph Curry kind of changing the way the game is played for the youth these days. Yes. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are, you know, because my my brother has uh, kids about – nine, ten years old, and uh, he tells me that uh, in the games, the kids are just launching it from three-point country with uh, probably about a 10% success rate, but the coaches just kind of give them the green light, you know, maybe to train them for the future. Well, but it just seems like a lot of the other elements of the game, you know, screens, cutting, post-play. That seems to be going away, and I, I just wonder what your thoughts
1: are about that. Well, good question, Rob. I, I have some very strong opinions about that. Number one, I don't I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of little little guys or little ladies shooting the three ball at an early age, but most of them are not strong enough to shoot it the correct way. So you'll have a lot of little kids that will take it from the knee and bring it to the side and launch it. Well, if they develop that shot and have success, they're not going to correct it so that by the time they get into intermediate school or high school, they're still shooting that shot, and that won't get them off. I mean, they can't get off that shot in real games against real competition. I, I'm I'm an old school trainer of little people, and I believe that you need to have them understand how to handle the ball, how to shoot the mid-range shot, how to shoot short jump shots, uh, and as you grow up and develop and your legs get stronger, then you start to take it out to the three-point area. People that have these teams, and there's a lot of them, and I, my hat's off to the coaches, the people who volunteer, but when they just let kids go out and play and all they do is shoot three-point shots, big mistake.
0: Yep, yep, that's what I think, too.
1: <clears throat> yep, clearly, clearly a big mistake and uh i just uh, i just believe that you need to teach kids the right way to shoot the ball um basketball shooting it's not the it's not the arm it's not the wrist it's not the fault, it's your legs and you have to have strong legs to shoot the basketball if you don't have strong legs you're going to struggle
0: what do you think about the three point shot in general like do you think it's helped the game or hurt or what what do you think about that
1: well i you know, I'm a I'm a fan of the three-point shot. I just, I'm not a fan that basketball just played either three-point shots or, or driving to the basket. I think that's a joke. And anybody that says that that's the only way you play the game now, you either drive it all the way to the basket or you shoot the three. You don't have a mid-range game. I think that's that's hurting basketball because guys need to learn how to pull up and take a 10-foot jump shot or pull up and shoot a, a Tim Duncan Banker against the glass, or or a Paul Pierce type shot, or 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 Rip Hamilton. I mean, guys have forgot that there is a mid range game. Do
0: you think it was uh, instituted so that uh, big men didn't take over? Was that the concept?
1: no? I think I think I think the change in basketball was brought about by the international play, where you you wanted to bring international players into the NBA. They were not physically as skilled to to compete going to the basket so what they can do and what they've been able to do is shoot the three ball so now everything is opened up and you've got a got a lot of guys who can do nothing but shoot the three but they're in the league right right
0: well thank you so much
1: all right appreciate it rob thanks a lot we're going to take our uh our last break in just about Fifty seconds, about fifty seconds. We'll take our last our last break because we've got to go to the PGA Championship. Yeah, that's where we have to go. And and I'm hopeful that Tiger Woods. I as I watch him compete, it it kind of breaks my heart to see a, a guy who physically was just a beast as an athlete. He's he's pulling that leg. He's pulling that leg along, and he's struggling physically, but. Your hat has to be off to him for him to get out there. We're going to take that break. We'll come back with the fourth quarter right after
0: this. Listen to your favorite ESPN Honolulu shows on the free sideline Hawaii app.
1: All right, welcome back to the show. We've got a few moments left in the show and appreciate all the callers today. It's been a good discussion. We've been totally in the NBA, which is appropriate because we are in the midst of the NBA finals with the Heat and uh, the Celtics playing and then Golden State having a big contest tonight against the Mavs. And it's critical if Golden State wants to, to win this thing that they get this win tonight. I think it will be much more difficult if the Mavs find a way to get a win and I think this game today, or tonight, is gonna be very interesting. I uh, I've been watching basketball for most of my life, and and uh, having played the game a lot and and loving the game, I realize how how critically important officiating can be, in how they call games and what they allow, and nothing is more frustrating for me watching the game and to see calls go one way in the first quarter to change in the second quarter to change again in the third quarter and then in the fourth quarter to just blow the game up. You want consistency from the officials and you want them not to be the focal point of competition. Some of the officials are really good at staying in the background and being just part of the game others like to be known and seen and very demonstrative and they want to be out there I'm hoping that that doesn't become the case the NBA does not need to have the officials decide the games Um, flopping the exaggeration of of contact drives me crazy It started, in my opinion, back in the day with Vladi Divac when he realized physically he could not stand up against some of the power bigs in the NBA. And he started doing the flop and started getting the calls. And then you had the entire international players coming over with the dramatics, uh, much like in soccer. They come over and play basketball and, and become so dramatic. And then the American players have found a way to act like they're blown up every time they're touched as well. The exaggeration of contact is unbelievable. It drives me crazy. I'm happy that the college uh, uh, level, the anti-flopping, where you get a technical and that type of thing came out, I think the NBA needs to have something like that as well because I'm amazed at how many guys act like they've been shot literally shot by some small contact and guys just fall apart. Back in the day, and again, I'm going old school, but back in the day, you prided yourself in not being able to be knocked off your feet. Have you ever seen so many big guys hit the court? I mean, Joel Embiid, I mean, he, he falls down. It's just unbelievable. Anthony Davis He falls down so often, the biggest, strongest guys out there, and they're crashing and burning. That's just the way it is. Uh, The Joker, you know what? He doesn't fall because you know why the Joker doesn't fall? I'll tell you why the the, the Joker doesn't fall. Because he doesn't jump real high, so he's always staying close to the ground. He doesn't have to fall. If he got up in the air over 10 inches, he might fall. Joker's smart. He says, I'm a big guy. I don't need to jump that high. I've got great hands. You're not going to knock me down. But Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, a bunch of those guys are constantly falling, and it drives me crazy. Anyway, we're going to talk next week about other things. No, we won't. We'll be back on basketball. But we'll bring in some other things as well. Baseball is happening. It's going real good. And Tanner, just real quick as I say goodbye, you know the last... uh, 400-hitter in the Major League Baseball. Do you know who that is?
4: Got to be someone with a really cool name. Yeah, hey. Be, it has to be, be something similar to maybe something like Artie
1: Wilson. Exactly, Bobby, right? Something like that. Hey, we'll talk about that because we've got a guy coming on from the the Negro Leagues who's going to talk the histori- history of baseball as, as we get into the baseball season full on. Anyway, have a great weekend, Hawaii. We'll see you next week. Aloha.